You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 52 of season two of our Heart and Soul Podcast. Is just Catherine here, and today I'm joined by a, a phenomenal guest who you're going to get to know here in a little bit. Her name is Sarah Valeri. Am I saying that right? You are. Yeah. Do you, do you Great job? Do you, usually, have you legally changed your name yet? Today, I went to the DMV today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy timing! I know. Yeah, but I get Valerie all the time, and I've only had it for a day and it's um usually Valerie is what I always hear but it's Valerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Valerie I would say for a first name but not for a last name. I'd get fancy with a last name. Yeah. I I still have not changed my last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's such a pain. I don't blame you. You know what? It's such a pain. And, but like, honestly, it's not really an excuse because I am seriously the laziest. I spent like $75 our first, like three months of marriage where they sent you a, like a envelope of all the paperwork filled out. All you had to do or not filled out, but all you had to do was fill it out and then mail it in. And I lost it. Didn't even do it. So I was like, you know, they mailed stuff to you. What kind of special service was that? I just had to Google everything until I figured it out. Okay. See, that's what stressed me out. So I found this, uh, website, this business called, I'm going to mess it up, but something to do with like marriage paperwork. And they basically compile it all for your state for you and send it to you. So you don't have to do it. So I was like, Oh, that's totally worth, you know, 75 bucks. And then I did, mm-hmm. I lost it. So <laughs> basically, <laughs> I basically just threw $75 in the trash can and I was like, you know what? I'll do it um, another time. And then I uh, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> One day. <laughs> One I mean, day. it doesn't really change much. I mean, you can do everything the same, even without the same last name. You know, yeah. if you combine bank accounts or whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I told. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm sick of spelling the Decepoli was my maiden name, and I was sick of spelling it out loud. So I was ready for a little easier one. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. You you um definitely upgraded when it comes to spelling for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Speaking of your new last name, I just like you just told me this little story right before we started recording, but I need the listeners to hear about your husband's podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually, I have the fancy gear on, um, and my name here on zoom is Toddcast because my husband and one of his friends started a podcast and podcast rhymes with Toddcast, uh, where there are two guys, their names are Michael and Brad. So no, they're not named Todd. (laughs) Um, but they interview random people named Todd with like fun segments and, um, just kind of get to hear their story, but there's, like one segment, oh, might be too intense, but one called Prod Todd and in Todd We Trust. And, you know, they just ask for like different silly questions the whole time. And it's it's so fun. I, I love it. I just think that is like one of the most incredible concepts for a podcast ever because it's so random. Yeah, it is. And they're, they're eventually, I guess they'll have to start recycling Todd's because there's a, you know, a set number of Todd's in the world. But 
you know, their goal, they're going up there for the Todd girlies and as many um, famous Todds as they can to get their name out there. <laughs> so sliding into a lot of DMs. <laughs> lots, lots of sliding. That's hilarious. I love that so much. Um, yeah, she's got like, like really intense gear, more intense gear than we've ever had in two years. So that's <laughs> when she came on with, with her microphone. I was like, you know, you know I should probably plug mine in. <laughs> I have no idea. My husband set it all up for me. I don't, I'm, if I click one wrong button, we're done. So I'm just well, not touching anything. And, and Todd, we trust. So, um, <laughs> okay. We usually do a segment called happies and crappies. Um, so we'll start with that and then we'll get into a little bit about who you are and what you're doing, which is pretty cool stuff. Um, okay. I'll go first. So you don't um, feel pressure. But my happy is that my friend Liz Brantley, who's been a guest on the podcast before, she surprised me and came in town this weekend. Um, and she's just like, she's my, she's my girl, you know? So it's like just an easy weekend of just hanging out with your bestie. Um, that was really nice. And then my crappy is I have, I posted this on my story today and I'm usually not a big like woe is me complainer on Instagram, but I was like desperate for prayer. I am not sleeping like at all. And before you at me with all your solutions, I have tried it all. So <laughs> I think I'm like coming to a breaking point of like, uh, like the only thing that can help me right now at this point I'm convinced is like supernatural prayer and like, <laughs> I just need that. So anyways, my like schedule is so, um, funky and like spread out. Like, like I typically go from 6am to 7pm with like random little breaks in the day, but not enough to like take a nap or like actually rest for a while. So I think that's also like, I'm sorry, I'm just like venting to you, but I think the issue, <laughs> I think the issue is I'm an overthinker. And then when I, um, lay down and I'm so tired, I start thinking about like all the reasons I should be asleep or all the things that I have to do. And I try to think about not thinking. And then it's, I'm a goner. Like, I'm just like, how am I so exhausted and still awake? (laughs) Yeah. I, Thankfully, I haven't struggled with that. Not to be like, <laughs> I haven't struggled with that before, <laughs> but my dad did. Like growing up, he was constantly awake. Like, and he could not sleep. He was had the weirdest times, and then his job was always weird, where his schedule would change. So, um, yeah, he had it where um, we called it the happy light. You know, where like that natural light, that lamp that he would sit by him when he was supposed to be awake. So that then, whenever that was gone, it would help him sleep. But oh, um, that's interesting. It, I mean it wasn't foolproof. Like he still struggles with it and had to go to like sleep doctors and things like that to try to help figure it out. But yeah, um, I think that's, I've heard, that's my, I think that's my, that's my, next, um, I've gone to like a functional medicine doctor where they've like prescribed more natural like being remedies, but because I was just taking hard stuff like NyQuil every night, which was not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I may, maybe I got so my body got, got so used to the hard stuff that like the natural stuff is like weak. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think my next thing that I'll have to do be to go to an actual sleep doctor and like figure it out. Yeah. I'm, and it's, <laughs> what are professionals, your, man? They know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> right. My, um, 
My happy is weird, but I'm so obviously I own like a decluttering business, but mm-hmm. I, I love to be clean. Um, and I just did a deep clean of my washer machine. That's my happy. I took the time to actually go and like take the filter and clean that out and do like a deep dive clean. So that makes oh me feel God. happy in my heart. Everything yeah. smells like bleach, but feels good. Uh, if my um, mother's listening, then she's thinking like, this is the daughter I always wanted. <laughs> I was not like this until like I had my own stuff and I was like, no, now I'm going to take care of it. But growing up, I didn't think twice about like cleaning a washer machine. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Do you have Uh, any crappies? I'd say, I mean, right before the holidays, I always get anxious. I love my family. I love my husband's family. Everybody's great. But for some reason, the holidays just always make me feel like I know gifts are coming. I'm not great at opening gifts unless I know what it is. and I'm, I'm just extremely like picky. And I think I just set high expectations for the holidays of like, this is going to be the perfect day and we're all going to have so much fun. So just dealing with like the, the buildup of it, you know, it yeah. just feels so heavy sometimes. Yeah. That's a thing. I, I mean, especially this year, I feel like the holidays have been more anxiety ridden than, than years prior because of the pandemic. It's almost mm-hmm. as if people, and uh, rightfully so, Um, like some people are so afraid to gather and they're scared to like even be with their families. And so when you do get to be with your family, I'm hearing that there's like more tension than usual because it's like, everyone's, everyone's like anxious. I mean, the world is right now. Yeah. It's like, I accidentally like choke on my mimosa a little bit and cough, but like, oh my gosh, why am I coughing? Like you automatically assume it's because of something bad, but it's like, no, you just, Wrong hole, you know, right. so, <laughs> Wrong hole. just the, <laughs> just the extra stress is no, it's no fun. No fun. So ready for regular life, but who knows when that will come just oh, yeah. rolling with the punches. It's really weird to think that we don't know when it's coming, but hopefully soon. Um, yeah. well, let's, let's get to know you a little bit of it. Sarah, Yay. I, um, actually met you at one of Chelsea's prosper workshops was that two years ago? No. No, it was this year. <laughs> it was earlier this year. That's how weird and how long everything feels. It was like less than 12 months ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been the longest year of my life. Um, okay. Well, this year I met Sarah at um, the Prosper Workshop with Chelsea and she is an entrepreneur kicking off her own um, passion project turned business. And I um, am really excited for y'all to hear what she's doing on top of us being there. You know, Justin, right? Yeah. Justin is one of Michael's best friends from college. Okay. Um, And then they, during the pandemic, they like reconnected again. Yeah. So crazy. So just to cue you listeners in, first of all, both of our husbands are named Michael. So we picked right. Mm -hmm. Second, my, my husband, Michael, works with a guy named Justin who apparently was best friends with her husband in college and connected. So, so we've had this like, like come around connection where Justin's girlfriend now and I, who was on, who was on the cast a couple month or two ago, Allie, Allie Williams, she knows you now and we all know each other and we've been like connected on Instagram and now we, now we just talk in real life. So it's gonna be great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So tell your listeners a little, or tell our, tell your listeners. Stop. Taking over the podcast. Hey guys. I'm going to hand this over to you. 2020 was rough. I got the setup, so I'm ready. Oh my God. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. I, so I'm Sarah Valeri now officially today. I own Hello Clutter. Uh, it's a professional decluttering and organizing business that focuses on removing the clutter from my client's spaces, spaces and simplifying their homes so that they can feel free. Um, that's really what my focus has been, especially uh, with growing my business over the last year. That's awesome. So are you full-time yet? Or are you still working another job and doing this on the side? Yeah, still working another job. I have um, goals. I've been working with Allie and like talking about that and setting what my goals need to look like to be able to make it full-time. Um, so that is the goal. Hopefully 2021 is a better year than this one was. <laughs> I, I did that for years. Really up until this year, I was working multiple jobs at a time with soul on the side. And it's, it's interesting because I look back on that season thinking, how did I do all of that? You know, because it's a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. once you get done with your nine to five, then you work on what you want to be your nine to five. So it just takes up a lot of time. Um, but there's something about like when you're passionate about it or when it's something that, you know, you're supposed to do, it doesn't feel like a lot. I mean, it feels obviously tiring and stressful at times, but it feels like worth it. Um, Oh yeah. How are you managing adjusting both? (laughs) I'm tired all the time and I don't think the pandemic helps either with like not going outside and whenever the day is up, like now at this time of year, it's dark. So like my vitamin D is low. So I'm sure that's not helping with being so tired all the time, but the hours pass a lot more. So like you said, like I'm getting up and I'm working my regular nine to five and then after work is when I'm working on everything Hello Clutter related. But the the time flies at that point because I'm doing what I love and I'm having a good time doing it. Um, so that has been cool. I'm yeah. just sleepy. <laughs> Girl, me too. Um, so how did you get into this? Like what drove you to being passionate about decluttering? <laughs> I always loved it. Like growing up that when we would – do donations to like goodwill and things like that. I was like, yes, this is my day. This is my strong point. Like, let's get rid of everything. And I love to help friends and family do it. Like even after my husband and I's first date, he had told me he just moved back to Raleigh. So he went to state, moved away and then came back. And he said like, there were still boxes all in his apartment. So after the first date went well, I asked, can I come over and help you unpack and like organize everything? And he let me. And so I knew he was the one after that one. Um, but I had always just loved to help and like do my own little projects around like any apartments that I lived in and things like that. And then, um, I actually saw on, um, on Netflix, I think, where the the Marie Kondo show was on. I was like, wait, this is a thing. People get paid to go and like help people get organized. Like, yes, sign me up. So I looked into it and I did a bunch of research and I reached out to people who were doing it. And I was like, this is possible. I can make it happen. So jumped in and here we are a year later. That's so cool that you were like, just, just, it's cool how you can take anything really and make it into a business. And you're right. Like you, you just saw Maria can never say her last name doing it. 
Um, and you were like, wait, I can do this too. And anything we love, we can monetize it at some level. If it's a service that can help others, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's another show on Netflix that I watched a couple episodes of. I can't remember what it's called. The Home like, Edit. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that one. Big quarantine watch. Everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they did like Reese Witherspoon's closet and stuff. Yeah, their target market is definitely more like celebrities and like super cool. They did, I think, a celebrity every episode and then like a regular person. Um, so that was interesting to watch. <laughs> a regular a commoner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so what are what kind of services do you offer? Is it all just home decluttering or like what's your jam? Uh, home, I think, is the most like prevalent, but I can do offices as well. Um, but I've been doing in-person. COVID kind of has slowed that down a little bit. Some people being more weary of having someone in their home, which is totally understandable, um, even though we try to follow you. Know, we follow everything COVID-related that we would if you were out in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but those I've started doing virtual sessions as well and virtual organizing. And then I'm working on making more of a course. Um, so both one-on-one coaching and then doing groups as well. So just having more accountability buddies, uh, cause decluttering is hard. Like the general idea of it is super easy to understand. Like, yeah, you just get rid of whatever you don't want. But if it were just that cut and dry and black and white, people would just be doing it all themselves, you know, but we get overwhelmed and don't know what decision to make, don't know if we're making the right ones or, oh my gosh, what if I get rid of the wrong thing? And um, so trying to make more of it, like a more of a community and a support group for that too. That's a cool concept because I, I get that way when I'm throwing, I have so, Michael and I were just talking last night. He's got on this shoe kick. Like he, is like a shoe freak now, but he does a really good job of when he gets a new shoe, throwing away the old shoe that looks like that, where I have literal boxes. You'd be proud of the way it looks, but boxes of shoes I've never worn. Like they just stack up or I've worn them, but I'm not wearing them anymore. But I have Mm -hmm. this like weird emotional thing that happens when I try to declutter where I'm like, well, what if I need that one day? Or I'll think, I'll think back on like the time I wore that and the memory that it's attached to. And like, if I give that up, it's like, I'm giving up the memory, which isn't true. Like, it's silly when you think about it, but it makes sense that there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like, there's like, like it's so much easier probably to just hire someone else to declutter for you. So you don't have that, like push a pull. Yeah. Or even just someone to like bounce something off of, of letting you know, your memory is not in that pair of shoes. Like your memory does not magically disappear. If you get rid of it, it's okay. And if I I think that the space that you own and the space that you pay for, right, you're paying for your house, you're paying for that closet. If you just have things in there that aren't making you happy when you see them, then like the emotional piece of that, like holding on to those things can be so much greater than any amount of money that you spent on that pair of shoes. Um, yeah, it's hard to shift your mindset to think, oh, that's okay. I can just get rid of that. You know, it's, it takes, it takes a lot of work to get there. Well, and then, but then, then you, well, I guess it's like hindsight. It's 2020. You think about how like free you do feel once you get rid of those things, dropping something off at Goodwill is a great example. Like once you get it out of your car, you're like, (sighs) like almost like Mm -hmm. you can start over. So it's like, it really is hindsight's twenty twenty. It's hard in the moment, but after it's like so worth it as yeah. are most things in life that are hard. 
Yeah. And there, I think I could probably count on my hand the amount of times I donated something and was like, oh, dang it. That probably would have been helpful if I still had that around. But I also like to follow, I call it the 2020 rule and it doesn't help much with how crappy this year was, but if it would take you less than $20 in 20 minutes to get that same thing again, then just get rid of it. Like if you haven't used it in a year, you know, getting rid of it, it's going to be fine. A 20 minute drive to Target and $10 or whatever it's going to cost, you're fine. That's a really good rule. We do need to come up with like another name for it though. Like I know. (laughs) Like maybe like 20 in a different language, like Vente, Vente or something. I don't know. Ooh, make it sound fancy. Yeah, make it sound fancy. Venti, Venti. Yes, like your last name. Like <laughs> there <hilarious>. we go. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, you um, you mentioned COVID, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that has, as it's put a wrench on pretty much every small business ever, What? how have you been impacted by COVID business-wise, and how have you had to, like, shift? And what's that look like during this season? Yeah, but virtual sessions are definitely something I didn't have when I first started or think didn't anticipate having so soon. Um, so definitely had a shift there. Uh, I also, so I got married here just in October. Um, so when the pandemic hit, a mixture of having my regular job, trying to figure out what the heck our wedding was going to look like in 2020, and then having a small business, I definitely just felt overwhelmed and I think like a lot of people in the pandemic were just like, whoa, I can't do this. Like, nope, not worth it. I'm just going to close up shop and not move forward. And thankfully, I had a lot of really great supportive friends and and family who are like, no, you can 100% do this. Like, you just have to reshift and, you know, figure out what that looks like. So um, I thankfully, I've still had wonderful clients who have allowed me still to go into their homes and trust that I'm being smart and I'm going to, you know, distance, keep everything clean. Like I said before, I'm a clean freak. Like I will make sure it is left. Everything is clean afterwards, you know, disinfected, if you will. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's definitely been a challenge and I don't want to seem, I guess whenever I'm speaking with people and they're interested, but they're like, yeah, I just don't know with COVID what that will look like. I, you know, to try to pressure someone. No, no you're real. Now, I want to be respectful of boundaries at this time because I know it's weird to have someone in your home who, at the end of the day, yeah, I want to be your friend, but we're strangers, you know? So just trying to navigate that. It's tough. I mean, I didn't even put to get together your, I mean, I got married this year, but like the wedding was during COVID as well. Mm-hmm. What, what was that like? hot mess uh, that uh, we were trying so hard. I mean, everybody was saying uh, we had October 3rd was our date from the start. You know, we never had, we didn't move anything, but then, you know, everyone was saying in May, oh, you're going to be fine. Come October, come fall. Everything's going to be okay. And so we were like holding on to hope. Um, and then eventually, so we went from, we had a hundred people who we wanted to do and we cut it down. We did 30. Um, and thankfully nobody got sick. Everybody was safe. You know, we wore masks and distance where we could. And, um, I had amazing friends. We just did like a backyard wedding for some parts. And then we got to use our venue just for the ceremony. But, um, I would not wish that upon everyone, anyone, if anyone else is going through the same thing of like deciding if they should push or, you know, just go ahead and move forward. I'm here. I will bounce ideas off of you, but I, yeah, I pray nobody else has to deal too much with that. Hopefully it clears up soon. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't imagine wedding planning was already stressful enough, not in a pandemic that I don't think I would do well. (laughs) Actually, I know I wouldn't have done well. Um, (laughs) 
And did you know, I'm sure you've gotten this a thousand times, but October 3rd is National Mean Girls Day. Oh yeah. When we were deciding, we wanted 10, 10, 20, 20. I was a math teacher in a previous life. So I was like, oh, the symmetry, it's beautiful. I need that. And then every place was already taken. So um, we were like, well, the week before, the week after, and we picked the third. And um, he did let me put on the back of our save the date. What day is it? It's October 3rd. But, you know, nice sly little insert there to a great movie. <laughs> I, would, I would much rather get married on Mean Girls Day than 10, 10. It's so much better. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people will have it, you know, so we'll have a little bit of a different day. Mm-hmm. We got- and it ended up – oh, sorry. <laughs> it ended up being beautiful on our wedding day. It was like 60 degrees, wonderful, wasn't too hot, and then on 1010 it did rain. So sorry to all the 1010 brides, but Won't he do I won it? on that one. <laughs> Won't he do it? We got married on May 4th, so we had like koozies that said, may the 4th be with you. Um, Love. My husband threw out the idea of, you know, instead of a sparkler exit, we should have everyone holding lightsabers. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, we're, we're going to go too far. But also, that would have been amazing. <laughs> like, we're going we're gonna to cut that one off. But I have, like, never seen Star Wars, so I didn't really understand the hype. Um, so how's merit? Like, how is it being a newlywed and starting a business and all the things all at once? It's a lot. Thankfully, my husband and I, we're very aligned and that we're very driven and we both have a lot of really big goals. And so we understand each other in that aspect where he sees, I want to start a business and I'm, you know, I'm supporting him and having like a fun podcast on the side. And he's like, he learns all of these new things and he wants to try to learn development and, um, like, like, and like software development and, um, like we just kind of see something and we're like, we're going to do that. Okay, cool. You go do that. So it, it helps that at the end of the day, I'm working on Hello Clutter and he has something else that's taking up his time too. But then we also find our time to make sure that we're spending together and not just always working on all of our projects. <laughs> yeah. I think it also helps when you have a partner who's so um, supportive of your dream. Well, obviously that helps. But it helps you feel not guilty in the in the times when when you maybe do have to work work like or um, prioritize your time differently because both of you are on the same page of you know this is just a season and it's gonna be worth it one day and you don't I don't know I just feel a lot of guilt sometimes it's nice to know that like I, I have someone who's on on my side you know yeah for sure and. We're like crazy schedulers and we sit down. Um, we haven't been doing this for very long, so it's not like super impressive. But every morning we wake up, we do like I do my, uh, we have a home gym now, COVID. So um, we do home gym and then sit down and we do our Bible study with each other in the morning. And then we like map out our day of, okay, here's what I have going on. I have to go to the DMV. I'm doing this heart and soul podcast. And then after work, I have, you know, content creation blocked off from five to eight and we talk through what it is that we're doing. So then we both are on the same page and then we schedule at least one date night a week of this is our time. We're not going to work on anything else. This is just going to be you and me uh, and be able to make sure we're, we are setting those expectations and then prioritizing each other. Yeah, we do that too. Expectations. That was the best, the best marriage advice we got in our premarital counseling was, Mm-hmm. Um, drop all expectations. 
yes, like, same. It's like it, lower them. <laughs> yeah. It's like drop all expectations for what you think is the perfect marriage and then step into reality and set expectations together so that you can actually uphold so that you're not let down all the time. So like the expectation of like our date night is Wednesday night. Wednesday nights we block off and we don't, we don't schedule anything with friends. We don't work late. We, we block it off. Even if it's just two hours of di- eating dinner and watching a TV show at home, mm-hmm. it's our time. So yeah, I think that that, I don't know where I was going with that. But I just think the expectation piece is key and not only in a marriage, but like literally in everything else in life. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially when it comes to organizing too. Like you have small kids, you have a spouse. Like I had to drop so many of my expectations when we moved in together of like, everything is perfect all the time and we leave nothing on the counter. And like, I would get so, I would hold so much resentment against him of like, why are you not putting this back where I clearly have it labeled that you need to put this back. And it's realizing it's not the end of the world. Like he does respect so many of the systems that I have in place to help us out. But um, like I hear my clients say like, oh, my kids just won't put their toys back and they won't do this. And it's like, you know, take a big deep breath and then let's talk about something that will work for everybody. But it's crazy. Lower all of your expectations everywhere. And I swear it's like the key to happiness. Just it's okay. It rolls off your shoulders at that point. Yeah. Cause you're not, uh, you're not let down as much, you know? Yeah. Um, that's that point too. I feel like at some level, you're probably a little bit of like a counselor to these people who have, you know, maybe a hectic home life to give them not only advice on you know, tangible things they can organize, but also little tips and tricks they can do for their mind when things are unorganized is probably almost like therapy for them. <laughs> yeah. And ironically enough, like physical clutter is usually the emotional clutter that you've just been putting off. Like things get hectic around you because you haven't dealt with what's going on on the inside. So that is a big place. It's like, I know it gets deep, but like, that's usually where I start with my clients of like, what's going on with you personally? And like, why is it that these things aren't working? Like, if you think you have all these great systems set up for organization, if it's not working, it's probably a something on the inside we got to get out first. It usually, if anything takes in, you know, if there's something going on in your life, it's usually a heart issue, you know, and you got to mm-hmm really do the, do the work deep to figure out well, where's the root of this. And when I pull that root out, then I can get to all the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so how has it been? Actually, I have a different question I'm going to ask you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I have no, noticed theme in a very sad way of 2020. A lot of 2020 has been surrounded by fear and I, I'm finding that fear is so crippling and it can really be like, it's on what's that famous quote. It's like on the other side of fear is your some dreams or whatever, or blank is on the other side of fear. And I I've found that with a lot of business owners, including myself, like I get into these fear spirals of, um, this didn't work this month or I lost X amount of members this month. And then I almost, and I'm going through this currently. So this is very applicable. I almost like convince myself out of fear that I should just give up or I should just like not give up or reroute my business or find something new to do. And I was wondering if you have, if you have struggled with fear 
amongst 2020 with your business? And then what are some ways if you have that you kind of combat that? Oh yeah. And my biggest fear is not, not making it like not being able to do hello clutter full time or like failing, like falling flat on my face. Um, and I think that usually for me stems out of comparison. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are so many great quotes about like comparison being terrible. Um, but like realizing that there is space to support other women who do the same thing that I do and then be a little bit different and that's okay. It's like, that's just like an everyday having to remind myself I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but you made me think of something, um, a quote, I think Bob Goff is who it is. I had to go look it up, but it says, I used to be afraid of failing at something that really mattered. And now I'm more afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. And I feel like God put me on this earth and called me to serve people to be able to help them have that freeness in their home and not feel so bogged down and overwhelmed by all the things going on. And if I think more on that fear of, you know, oh, well, what if I don't do it? What if, what if, instead of like, well, what, what about that one woman I didn't get to reach because I quit too soon? Mm -hmm. Like she was desperate for me and I didn't get to her because I decided to throw in the towel. Like now I try to shift my mind to that, you know, fear the, like who I can't reach more, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That's really good. I love Bob Goff. Love him. Mm -hmm. Um, that's good because often in, in business, especially you can kind of get caught up in the finances of it, which are 100% important and necessary to continue to sustain. But if you take a step back and think like, what's my why or who am I serving instead of how much money can I make this week? Then, it, then, it, then it, 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 it almost resets, it, it changes your mindset and it, it brings peace back in where fear was trying to creep, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I feel that's a good, I needed to hear that word. That's good. I, um, thank you for sharing that quote. I loved that, that. Yeah. I need to remind myself of it more often. <laughs> um, right. It's like, it's so much easy, easy to tell other, other bull what you need to hear. But then when you have to tell yourself, it's so much harder to believe it for yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, we, I've thought, I mean, even with body image and going back to a lot of what our podcast talks about is, is I'm so quick to like, love the skin everyone else is in or admire the body shape, shape size of someone else thin not thin whatever everything in between because of I know that I truly love the person for who they are but then when it comes to my own body it's like none of that applies you know it's we give everyone else the grace that we never give ourselves and it's so annoying like I don't know how oh, yeah. do you do that Oh yeah. And like, that's, I think body image and everything is so huge and I love everything you guys do and like shameless living and soul fitness. I think it's amazing. And then it goes to what I do as well of, we love to look at, uh, you know, same, I see everybody else's home and their, their pantries are beautiful or, you know, they have this like to die for walk-in dream closet. And then I look at like my wire shelving, like I'm not good enough. I can't, you know, I can't organize this. I can't make it as cute, but 
Um, like I, yeah, it just goes that comparison piece of, we always want to see what somebody else has. And then we're like, well, I'm not good enough because of X, Y, and Z, even though like everybody starts in a different place and we all just have a lot of stuff, different things to work through. Yeah. And I mean, with, I mean, comparisons everywhere with like Instagram, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I will follow someone on Instagram and even with homes and I'm not even like a huge interior design person, but I'll look at someone's home and be like, I need to change my house. You know, I need to like paint my walls or like re feng shui my living room, whatever that looks like. And then with coaches, I'll look at a coach who has, I actually just had this conversation last week, like some fitness coach on Instagram who has like 500,000 followers and is like killing it quote unquote to the world. But then I, and probably making a great income, but then I have to think, but that person like, what they're doing mainly is just recording videos alone. And I get to like connect with women face to face or, you know, like, and even if I make less money to me, that's more rewarding at the end of the day. But I find myself going down that rabbit hole of maybe I need to shift into just like all virtual, you know, Instagram business, but that's not really what I want. So why am I, (laughs) why do I fall down that? rabbit hole. It's, it's a vicious cycle. (laughs) I know it's so annoying. And I know exactly what you mean. Like I'm, I see an organizer do one thing, like, should I be doing that too? Like if they're like, look how successful they are. But I think one thing that I hope to pride myself in, you know, throughout is I like to live in integrity as as much as possible and like, keep it real with people of, like, I guess you never really know just because someone has 500,000 followers, like that doesn't mean that their business is doing well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know what's on the inside, I guess. Um, but it's so hard to look and, and be like, Oh, I want that so bad. And yeah. I have to, or I've, I've never done it before. Like I sat down and did all my business goals and wrote down what I wanted to do. And anything not on that list will just have to be for 2022. Like, Cause I don't want to take on too much or say, Ooh, I see somebody doing this. I should be doing that and then take it on and it not fail or fail because I didn't put my effort into it as much as I needed to. Or like it was just because somebody else did it that I was like, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like stay you in your swim lane. Yeah. And if you spread yourself too thin and try to accomplish a single goal in one year, then you're going to burn out and you're going to make less, less quality of a, a or service because you were here, here, there and everywhere else instead of focusing on the one, the thing, you know? Right. Oh oh, man. Great conversation. Okay. I'm going to pivot. We, (laughs) we ask four questions to every single guest. So, um, I'm going to ask you those today and hopefully our listeners can get to know you just a little bit better before we sign off. Um, okay. First question is what is something that you are currently obsessed with right now or binging survivor <laughs> oh my gosh it feels so weird like what is this early 2000s but i it's on netflix or two seasons were and now amazon prime has all of them and i'm like i just take it in i love it and i'm so sad it's it's canceled like i would sign up for survivor if it were still a thing I know. So I'm obsessed with Big Brother. Actually, you're the second person this year who has said they're binging Survivor, so you're not alone. Um, I'm obsessed with Big Brother, which is the same network, and it's kind of similar in that they throw a bunch of people together, and it's like a game who can survive, blah, blah, blah. 
So I got my friend Liz, who I was just talking about, to watch it this summer, and she fell in love with it too. And she's the person who's been binging Survivor ever since then because it's on Netflix. She said there's like 40 seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And they're all pretty long. They're all like 12 um, like twelve episodes or something, and they're like 45 minutes each. But it, I, it's embarrassing. I've gone through like four seasons, four or five seasons now in two weeks. Like that's serious binging. But also – Fun facts, there's a lot of it you can skip if yeah. you don't want to like listen. Because like, okay, cool, you guys are all talking, but somebody's going home. Like, just fast forward. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's like usually- probably, it's probably one of those shows you can have on in the background while you work, yeah. which is exactly. multitasking at its finest. That is so, so funny that you're the second person this year to say that. Um, okay. Next question is, I know 2020 is like two weeks left. I don't even know. Maybe less than that. Um, but what is something you are looking forward to in the rest of 2020? I am excited. I get time off from my regular job, um, end of 2020. So I'll really be able to dive into Hello Clutter and I have, um, some fun things that I'm putting out early next year. So I'll be able to work on all of that and be ready to go set myself up for success. That's right. I love it. Um, okay. Next question is what is something that you love about yourself? It's weird. I love my love for other people. Like I have a huge heart and I just want like animals, people, anything. Like I, I, I feel like people say it all the time. Like, Oh, I wish you the best. But like, I really do want the best for every single person I come across. Like if I could, if I could just sprinkle some magic dust or, you know, I pray for everybody who I come across, but I really, really, I want people to be better when I, than they were when they first met me. Like when I leave them, I want them to be in a better place. Wow. I love that. And I get that vibe from you. I can, I can sense that you're genuine and compassionate. Um, okay. You could tell women one piece of truth, one thing, thing, and with one little, little nug wisdom today, what would you say to women? I am kind of going to go back to something we already said is, you know, stop comparing. Mm -hmm. I think every single person is beautiful in their own aspect. And even if they might need help with organizing and, you know, they think, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm bad at it. Like they're, you, that might not be a strong suit, but God put you on this earth for a reason and you can spend your time doing that. And the people like me, and if you struggle with fitness, you reach out to Catherine, you know, like there are so many other people to help support you in the pieces that you might not be as strong in, but that doesn't mean that you're not worthy and that you're not, that you don't deserve the beauty that life has to offer. Mm. That's a good word to end on. Um, where, if our listeners want to find you, which they will, and we'll put it in the show notes, but what's the best way to reach you? Um, on Instagram. So, uh, that's at, at hello.clutter. Um, I also have a website of helloclutter.com. So they, I have a contact form if you want to reach out. Um, and yeah, if you want to include it in the show notes too, or anything, but I do want to offer to any of the wonderful heart and soul listeners, um, for January of 2021, um, if they reach out and mention the Heart and Soul podcast, they can get a discount on the packages that I offer. Oh, that's uh, so sweet. Yeah. So just add a little, some people, you just need a little nudge to start that new year off right and make that home that what, exactly what you've always wanted. So hopefully that can help some people out. 
I love that. And even if you're not um, ready to hire someone to declutter your home or your office or whatever, definitely follow Hello Clutter because on Instagram, she also posts like really um, quick like tips and tricks that you can do in your home or your pantry. I noticed that like last week or the week before to mm-hmm. um, apply at your own house. So it's a good follow because Sarah's amazing, but also because the content is really helpful. Um, so definitely follow hello.clutter at Instagram on Instagram. And we will um, definitely put that in the show notes. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This is a long time coming. Yeah. I know. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we connected just this past year, (laughs) Um, but I'm so glad that we did and that this is a good, fun way to end the year and not, um, you know, just sitting around watching Survivor, something else. Well, (laughs) you know, when we, when we hang up, I'm pretty sure you'll start an episode and I'll start a season. So we'll be in this. (laughs) All right, listeners, we love you so much. And we will be back next week with our final episode of 2020. We're going through our soul superlatives for the year, going through every guest and giving them an award. So stay tuned for that. And then we hope you have a Merry Christmas this week and we'll talk to you next week. All right, ladies. Bye. Bye.